You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Well, I think it's more of the idea of like, if there is just us, like, what does that mean about God? What does that mean about, like, the afterlife? What is that? It's, like, the implications of us being alone in the universe. But, like, that, like I'm fine with that. makes me think about it, I guess. But, like, are you scared about the idea of dying? Like, really thinking about dying? Well, okay. I don't know. We're getting really deep. <laughs> Welcome to the Naked Beauty Podcast. This is my guest. Lucy Zay here. Just jump right in. <laughs> so Lucy is joining. Is this your first podcast ever? I think so, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's very exciting. Um, you recently got a promotion, so let me say your new title correctly. You are the senior manager of Vogue Social yes. Media. Yeah. Amazing. And so you do Vogue Runway, I know. I actually do Vogue Magazine now. So you do Vogue Magazine and Vogue, Vogue Runway. Um, or you primarily been, Vogue Magazine, you've been but I'll Vogue Runway too, yeah. Devil Wears Prada was on last night. Was it really? Yes, and that's one of the movies. The that number one question that we get is, "Oh my God, is it like Devil Wears Prada?" Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, it's worse, <laughs> but better also in a lot of ways." The movie is a fiction based on Life at the Office. Yes, yes, but I mean that that essential line: "A million girls would kill for this job." Still. I'm sure holds true, right? I mean, it's like kind of one of the things that allows you to keep your competitive edge. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, the job definitely itself is a great job to have. And I think that you get a lot. I mean, the number one thing that you get access to here is just incredible talent. And the team that we work with is the best of the best. And we work with the best of the best. That's something that is enviable for sure. Yes. And so for people listening, Lucy and I worked together at Ralph Lauren. Yep. Did social together. together. Literally in the trenches. Literally sat across from each other. But you, I feel like, so one of the reasons why I really wanted to interview you for the show is because you have one of the things I'm like most jealous of, which is a signature beauty look. Thank you. So like, okay, Karl Lagerfeld, Anna Wintour, like, what do they have in common? You could draw a cartoon character of them. Like, if I had to draw a cartoon character of you, it'd be like pretty easy. It'd be like, okay, really like symmetrical, perfect haircut with like Thank blonde you. highlights and then like black winged liner. Like you have your signature beauty look. Thank you. That's very flattering. It's funny, though, that you say that because I've never really been, like, obsessed with beauty or I feel like it kind of just happened. I didn't really sit down and think about it, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be my thing. Yes. It just sort of became my thing. How long have you been doing the, like, so you have, how would you describe your haircut? Um, Well, this, my haircut is actually have several iterations, Mm -hmm. but um, definitely it started with getting bangs. So I got bangs sort of a funny story. I got bangs totally on accident. 
mostly because of miscommunication. I was in Krakow, Poland. Oh my God. Krakow, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's right. right. Okay, anyway. Um, and we were studying abroad, we were broke as hell, and we literally just spent all our money on trips every single okay. weekend. And so we were doing a walking tour because they're free. And we we're like, gosh, like our feet are so tired. And I know this is like first world problems, but like our feet are really tired. And we really need a haircut because I haven't had a haircut in several months. Um, and we noticed a hair salon. We were like, well, that looks pretty legit. Let's just go in and like treat ourselves and get our hair done and get a haircut and whatnot. And this was 2008. I was really into Victoria Beckham's like short in the front. Oh my short God. Back and longer in the front. Yes, that signature bob. I forgot. Yes. What? Victoria Beckham, I feel like, used to be this big street style icon, and now she's so not in the public eye. Well, I think that, you know, she's really trying to push her like serious designer yes. Yes. side. Yeah. And I think that her style has also evolved a lot. Like, if oh you look at her now, she's been like loose cuts. Yeah. And she still has heels, but she wears sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her style she's evolved too. But, yeah. okay, I know, the, I know the 2008 but, Victoria. Beckham yes, that you're referencing. The iconic haircut. Yes. And so I was like, you know, I had like side side sweat bangs and um, just like straight long hair. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because like YOLO. And so I walk in and I, I was like, Victoria Beckham, you guys know Victoria Beckham? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, great. I want the short and the in the um, back, longer in the front, and then I want to like side sweat my bangs, but I kind of just motioned with my hands. Across you my didn't face show a picture? No, I didn't show a picture. They seemed like they understood me. Mm-hmm. And so I sit down and she's just snipping away. The haircut looks great. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, close your eyes. I'm going to do your like bangs. And I close my eyes and she just like chops. And she chopped me asymmetrical bangs too. So it was like shorter on my left side and oh, about longer wow. in the front. It looks super cool, but yeah, you're also just like, cool. I hadn't had bangs since I was three, maybe. So you were like, what? And how old are you at this point? I was point? just like, oh my gosh, 20. Okay. Like, never considered getting yeah. them. And I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, holy crap, like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant, like, you know, side sweep. Yeah. And she's like, like, you know, you just, like, those look fine on you. You look good with them. Just keep it. And okay. then at what point did you do the, like, blonde tips? So that was, well, I had super short hair for a long time. Like, it was it was like I had I kept the asymmetrical like front to back but mm-hmm. I also had an asymmetrical like left and right it was just like oh cool a crazy haircut for most of college and then I moved to New York and it was getting expensive having like regular trims so I grew my hair out to like shoulder length mm-hmm. and then um, I was going through a phase where I was like I really want platinum blonde hair like mm. Asian girls look so cool with platinum blonde hair. I'm gonna do it. This is like yes. right before everybody oh was getting platinum blonde this hair. This is really them. yeah, and it's funny because I, I spoke to Rachel about being a black girl and dyeing your hair platinum blonde and all of the drama. Really, but like yeah. you have like naturally like very dark hair, so it must be yes. a, a very extreme process to go to blonde. Yeah, it is. It's really damaging for your hair. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot. Well, I basically sat down with my hairdresser and I was like, I want to go platinum blonde, and she was yeah. like, Let's do low lights yeah. first and yeah, yeah, see yeah. how your hair takes to it, and if you like it. And we did it, and I was like, okay, this is kind of enough, I think, actually, yeah. for like a little while. And I'm super low maintenance mm-hmm. when it comes to beauty, so I also didn't want to have to do like constant touch ups. Yeah. Like that. Like, I was like, I grew my hair out so I wouldn't have to be at the salon all the time. So, right. like, why would I dye my hair blonde and have to go back every single month? Like, every single month. Get yeah. Up. Yeah. And I'm poor, so that was just like <laughs> not in my budget. So, I kept the low lights, and it was good because it kind of grew out. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get a touch mm-hmm. up or anything like that. And what about the black winged liner, your other yeah, signature? Yeah, that was also when, it was when I was studying abroad, too. I guess studying abroad so like really changed my life. It really changed your identity. <laughs> um, that was probably because I didn't wear makeup every single day until until I 
whatever. I don't really know why. I would just put a makeup on like that. And I guess, I mean, I studied around in Prague, I think also because I was like, okay, I'm in like, I, I went to Duke, so it was in Durham, North Carolina, and I oh didn't really feel that much pressure to like, I don't know, like do myself up every day to go right, out and right. like for the day. Um, but, you know, like it was like a new group of people I was doing it with NYU and it was in a city. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to like test out my look a little bit. And I started just putting on like, just uh, like black eyeshadow, but I have uh, the single eyelids. So you can't mm -hmm. really see a lot of the makeup that I do mm -hmm. sometimes because of the fold where the I Asian see. eyes are. I see. And so I felt like as time went on, I just kept putting like, like the only thing people could really see was like my eyeliner. So I, I just see. kind of did that. It just and then, like signature. Yeah, and then after a while, I was like, well, I've always liked a cat eye, so I might just, like, keep doing that. And yes. then eventually I was like, well, liquid liner just seems much more efficient, so I just did that, and yes. now I'm just here. <laughs> now you're just here. But it's, it's beautiful, and it works on you, and I Thank think you. one of the things that's great about having this, like, signature beauty look is, like, even if you're just, like, in jeans and a t-shirt, you still, like, have a look. Do you know what I mean? Like, girls Thanks. that just have, whatever, long hair and are wearing neutral makeup, You've got to work a little bit harder on the outfit, but I feel like when you have the built-in I I mean, style, I admire people that have like that fresh kind of like, uh, you know, like they just put like mascara on, like a little bit of like whatever, and they're like ready to go. But they have to have something like either like cool freckles or like you know. Right. I feel like you yeah. have to you have yeah. to have yeah, it makes you stand out a little bit, a little something. Yeah, I feel like as time has gone on, like though sometimes like sometimes I personally feel naked without eyeliner on. Because now I'm also just used to my face looking yes, like this, I guess. Yes, when you yes. take it off, you're like, holy crap, I'm naked. Yes. But, um, so I don't think I could ever stop wearing it completely, but I do kind of envy, like, I feel like right now there's kind of this push for, like, natural, yes. like, fresh face, you know? Yeah. So there, like, isn't that much stuff. So sometimes it feels a little heavy on my face. Yeah, honestly, though. I kind though, of, like, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But, but yeah. like, you, you know from being on shoots, the, like, no makeup look is a lot of makeup. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, like. It's a lot of makeup to make it look like there's no makeup. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, so, and I hate when people do this to me, so not to make you the spokesperson for your race, but <laughs> the eyelid surgery. So I know, I, I've oh, seen yeah. girls that have done it, and I know it's, like, extremely popular. It's probably more popular in Asia than it is here, yeah, right? Yeah, so. Is the idea that you want, because so, as, like, an admirer of different types of beauty, I feel like the, like, more, like, single eyelid is, like, really beautiful, and it's, like, very distinctive, and it's not, I don't, I don't know the, what the allure of having a crease is. Like, I just don't necessarily... Yeah, it's so funny. I think that Asian standards of beauty versus American standards of beauty are also really funny because, mm -hmm. yeah, to Americans, they're like, oh, it's so different and unique. Mm -hmm. and like, it like, makes you seem Asian, but to Asians, I think... I mean, I don't know to what extent, like, you know, having Western features plays into it, but for sure, like, in terms of makeup, you're, you're able to more of the eye makeup I think when you do it just because mm -hmm. if, like right now like if I put stuff on kind of like the middle of it and I like lift my eye up it kind mm -hmm. of disappears because there's no fold there okay so you, there's you're kind of limited and like well not limited but it just looks different the way that it rests right. on your eye right so the illusion that you're creating on the way that you're like the light hits your eye is different right and a lot of like makeup tutorials and everything like that is all your tool right Western yeah eyes. so That's if you're so trying true. to do it on your eye it's very frustrating oh wow but I've never thought about that <laughs> no that's really interesting because I'm you know as a black woman I think about how a lot of the marketing is for people with fair skin and they'll or be like, like why are band-aids only one color exactly yeah. things like that so I'm like very conscious of you know like race racial things but I haven't ever even thought about like for an eyeshadow tutorial mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
That's really um, interesting. I also think like the crease kind of does make your eye like pop a little bit more, makes your eye look bigger. And I think that big eyes are just like a, a thing in Asian beauty standards. That, like everyone wants big eyes, you know. So. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Is it something that you would ever consider doing? I don't think so, but um, you shouldn't do anything to your face. Period. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but it's no, that's why I'm friends with you. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's like a very interesting because I feel like every culture has their thing. So a lot of yeah, like Jewish women that have really naturally curly hair will try to straighten it, or they'll get it, or black women will straighten their hair or do hair weaves, and then bleaching is huge in like some parts of Africa and the Caribbean. So I feel like every race has their, uh, like, push towards a more Western beauty ideal. Um, yeah. It's just, it feels, I don't know. I think, but I think things are changing. Yeah. I mean, it is a very, like, non-invasive surgery, I think, mm-hmm. out of everything, too. So I feel like it's just also because it's low risk and it's easy to do. That's why it's attractive. And why it's, like, really popular. I don't know. It's also kind of, like, it's, it's a domino effect, I guess. Like, you do yes. one small thing and then you start noticing the other small thing that you wish you could fix. And then it's just, like... Yes onward from there spirals out of control but you so you grew up in indiana yes in a very small town um a suburb i've seen pictures (laughs) it looks like pleasantville usa it's like yeah that's that's a good name for it yeah it's just like white picket fences and like everyone has like a dog and a front yard and housing associations Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you, for people that can't see you, you are like high fat. <laughs> like you are like you are like the opposite of Indiana. Were you always like? Did you well, always feel really different from? Um, growing up, I guess so. I mean, yes and no. Like uh, when I was pretty much the only Asian kid in my class growing up. Until How many people were in your class? Like 25, 30. Okay. Uh, like like classroom classroom and okay. like yeah classroom. so there were maybe like one or two other Asian kids like in my grade okay um, until I went to middle school and then there were a couple more Asian kids and then I started to also realize there's kind of um, there's like a subculture like the ASEAN subculture wait <laughs> what is this subculture ASEAN yeah it's, it's like, like cool Asians Kind of, yeah. I don't know, but I didn't really like fit in with like the cool Asians either. I feel like wait, so I need like to know more about weird no man's land. Okay, wait, I need to know more about this subculture that you weren't part of, for the record. But well, I just okay, what is I it? I can't say that I'm like the expert on it, but no. But it's it, I think there were just some things that um, like they were into that I wasn't as into. Like they were really into K-pop. Got and, it. And like they were like, I guess it's like they were like in tune with like popular culture in Asia. I see. And super. I mean, I feel like I grew up very Americanized just because mm-hmm. of, I was pretty much the only Chinese person. But then, obviously, I'm first generation, so my parents are right um, from Shanghai. Uh, so it was kind of like a give and take of like their expectations versus my expectations mm-hmm. and even just like how parents and children should be like interacting with each yes, other yes. which is interesting to observe in my American classmates and then like on top of that obviously it's like okay um there is like the cultural difference like the music that I listen to is of different course, from the music yeah. that my classmates listen to like I pretty much have a period of rock music that I just have not like been exposed <laughs> to because yeah. my parents didn't listen to like Did, 80s rock. Right, like Led Zeppelin. Who is that? I don't like, know. That was, who? Like, I just what? had to take on myself in high school to yeah. just like educate myself. Right, right. Like, Same. Anthropology. Same. Like, I knew all about like soul music and orange. Like right. I knew because yeah. that's my parents played Motown at home, so I knew all of that stuff. And right. then, yeah, people would be like, "Oh, the Beatles' second album." I'm like, "Oh, I don't, I don't 
know any of right. this. Yeah. 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 And, and there's that. But then, yeah, but then I met these other, like, Asian kids that had really similar backgrounds, and I think some things, like, did, like they just understood. Like, they understood that I couldn't stay out late, like, on a Friday night right. or something like that. Right. Things like that they could get, but... Right. You know, like, I also wasn't into K-pop, and I also didn't watch anime, so right. it was, I was, like, you know, I was kind of, like, in between. <laughs> right, right. Are you watching Master of None? Yes, it's amazing. Okay. I just finished the second season. It's so good. So good. It's better than the first season. It really is, and I think that Aziz Ansari does such a good job of docu- not that I'm a first-generation um, immigrant, like, I'm not the child of parents that have immigrated from somewhere else but it feels like a very authentic portrayal yeah and I think he captures like all of these interesting little nuances yes for sure and I think in the first season he did a really good job of like that weird moment when you're an adult observing your parents like Mm -hmm. as adults Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like okay now I want to be friends with them Mm -hmm. but like I also understand like to think that you're my age and you came to America like what you might have been going through like I feel like I sort of get that where I didn't get that before right it's like where do we start yeah. It's a weird, huge gap. Like, right. I want to say thank you, but also, like, my childhood was also so hard because, like, it was yeah. so different. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the episodes in this new season about what it's like on, like, all of the dating apps as oh a person of color. And I know that <laughs> you're out well, here. Well, okay. I'm on the other side, though, because they say black women and Asian men have the hardest time. Hardest and on the time. flip side, Asian women and black men have a better time. Yes. So. So, you're, <laughs> I'm in the clear. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but no, but it's hard for everybody, though. I think it is hard for everyone, but it is interesting to think about. I mean, this idea that like fetish, you know, how certain races get fetishized, and yes. he had that question about like, okay, if how many Indian people is too many for you to like be okay with dating someone yeah, who's white? That's so true. So yeah. like, if you are if you're on a date with a white guy or a black guy, a guy that's not Asian, yeah, and you find out that his past seven girlfriends have been Asian, does it like weird you out? Yes. A okay. little bit, yeah. Do you ever, like, my ask? My gut is, like, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if I've ever... You know, it's never been a thing where, like, I've been on a date with somebody and they would just be like, you know, my all my girlfriends have been Asian. Like, that hasn't yeah, yeah, been a yeah. thing. I feel like uh, in college, it wasn't... I don't know, you just, like, almost kind of knew. Yeah. Like, because like it was such vibe. a small community, yeah. and you saw the guys that were just only hitting on Asian girls, <laughs> and so you kind of were like, okay, I think they're just, like, really into Asian girls. Yeah. And here, you don't really have that filter, because it's yeah. just a huge city, and you're, like, yeah. meeting other yeah. people. So, I don't know, but I guess maybe people are also less obvious about it now that we're adults. And yeah, like, they know that it's, like... not like, a PC thing to say. I mean, I don't know. Everyone has physical preferences. Sure, but, sure. yeah, it's... Sometimes you're just sort of like, but why? Like, what is so intriguing about my culture to you? And, like, also, if I'm going on a date with somebody and the first thing they want to talk about is how they love Tokyo, it's like, no. (laughs) And you're like, I'm not even (laughs) Japanese. Oh, my God. That's so awkward. Wow. Yeah. I mean... I think it's beautiful that, like, Asian women will date black men. They're both very, like, sought after. I don't understand why more black women don't date Asian men. I don't know. You know, I feel I, like, well, I've never okay, dated an Asian guy. At all or no? There's the first I watched it for Rachel. the first time. Yeah. Like, and? I've never been intrigued ever to watch a Bachelor, but I was right. like, black girl? Okay, let me see this. Yeah. I couldn't watch the full episode because it was just too mind numbing, but yeah. I got the vibe. There was a really cute guy who had, like, a gap in his teeth the same way she did. I think his name was Peter. Oh, the one from Wisconsin? Yes. He seemed, Gorgeous. He seemed yeah. amazing. I was like, Gorgeous. show's over. Just pick him. <laughs> like, he's it. I know. But the show is fascinating in kind of observing 
like the racial, yeah, the racial and the gender roles that are in our society. And I feel like that. yeah, that's and it's interesting because we always think about representation in terms of like right. brown people, but right. there's a, there's a huge lack of Asian representation in pop culture. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I realize that every Halloween when I'm trying to think of a fun oh pop culture reference, and people I are literally like, can't. People are like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or <laughs> some other show that from like 1980. Be Lucy Lou. Yeah, like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're Lucy you're like, please yeah. stop. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, on the, take me through a night out on a date. Now you were okay. Well, this is a, <laughs> we start an eyeliner and end up on a date. <laughs> well, this is why I'm asking. This is why I'm asking. You work at Vogue, which is a place where I would imagine you dress for women, right? The, the whole idea, it's a fashion. You dress, yeah, you dress for yourself, though. You dress for yourself, yeah. but the yeah. lens through which you're viewed is like a female gaze, yes. I would say. Yes. And that comes across in the editorials, and I think there's like a very strong like female gaze. You're not trying to like sex it up. is mostly women, Yes. Too. Yeah. Yes. But when you go out on a date in New York. Right. You want to like look hot, but then also it's interesting because sort of, guys in New York are also like fashion. Like I feel like even straight guys in New York are more fashion conscious. Yeah, here's the thing. Like I mean, I'm like I know what I am. I'm five nine. I have bangs. I am Asian. I have a not like a left of probably like a slightly less center sense of style. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not gonna wear a sundress every single day with cowboy boots. Like that's oh. just not me. Yeah. So it's also like if you are into that you're not going to be attracted to me yes nor okay. are you going to want to be on a date with me to begin with yeah so you're like, doing your full self sort of i mean like grad like i mean i don't really have like a first date outfit i guess or anything that i really go to but like i wear something that i feel comfortable yeah in, and you and have great legs so i would imagine <laughs> you would like show off the legs short, on a first date right short. you're like okay something short like gotta show the goods it's like season finally again it's, guys i know lucy and i are both leos and we're always just like can it become our season it's again and be warm i know um yeah that's my one asset so okay you gotta show yeah, you got lots of that. yeah it's a good um, one to show off do you ever feel like because you are 5'9 that you don't want to wear heels that are too high because you don't want to... I went through a phase in my life where I definitely did. And then I went through a phase where I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And also, uh, it's kind of nice because you can like see above everybody yeah. and whatever. And but a lot of my friends were tall, so we would just all wear heels and all be like 6'1 together like, in the club. Yeah. But, um, Amazon women. Yeah. But I will say that like <laughs> like comfort right now is just really key for me. And I do like to dance. And it's hard to dance in heels for a long oh, yeah, time. So now it's I'm all about like a, a good boot or like a nice sneaker. <laughs> yes. I feel like I can't be like a hundred. I can't bring a hundred percent of myself if I'm uncomfortable in any yeah, way. Totally. And heels yeah. are usually a big. Yeah. They, they, they detract from me being able to like fully enjoy myself. So yeah. hundred percent. But like guys love heels or at least my husband loves that's a good high heel. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess heels, like, they have all those things about how like, heels make you stand up straighter. Yes. Or whatever, like, how they change your posture. And I think guys appreciate when you put an effort to, like, look good. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I also feel like I'm not really the type of person that dresses up every single day. So, <laughs> they are into yes. that. Probably yes. not the right person for them either. Yeah, you know? no. But, I mean, it's also, like, you have to have some sort of sense of reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, I appreciate when guys are understanding of heels. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like um, if 
when guys are like, oh, let's walk, and they check to see if you're wearing heels, like, that's very considerate, because I yeah. know that's a pain that they probably haven't really experienced, and I appreciate yeah. them looking out for that. I know, it is very nice. So, take me through a typical morning getting ready. Oh my god. Okay, well, uh, it's actually really simple. I basically <laughs> just, like, wash my face, put on... What face wash do you use? Oh my gosh, I think right now I'm using, like, St. Ives. Okay, exfoliating the, one. the it's apricot like, scrub? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's a nice exfoliator. Then I got this serum at work that um, has been, I, I mean, oh it gosh, says that it, like, you know. You magazine girls get free <laughs> samples, and I'm just so jealous. Like, every single girl I interview who's at a magazine, they're like, yeah, I just got something from the beauty closet. And I'm like, I don't even know what it is. It's like some Chanel something. I don't know. And I'm like, I do can I have it? I do trying new things. Yeah. So I've been trying out the serum. I don't know if it's really working but you know it feels nice okay um it's just supposed to like add extra moisture when mm-hmm. I have dry skin um and then yeah I literally just put on sunblock and then CC okay cream, good I was gonna say sunscreen yeah okay yeah um I forget the the brand of the CC cream that I started using but it's this like Korean Japanese label that I heard oh. about from one of our beauty editors and it's amazing. Really? Yeah. And then, yeah, literally just NARS eyeliner and then I'm done. Oh, your eyeliner is NARS. Yeah. NARS has such good makeup. Yeah. I feel like NARS may be like, I'm trying to get more natural in the beauty products that I choose and NARS is definitely not on the natural spectrum. Yeah. But I think their makeup is, I love their cream concealer. I love their blush. Yeah. I, love I love their, their lipsticks. lipsticks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. NARS makeup is like, products. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm honestly, this is only the second. It lasts for so long that this is only like the second NARS container that mm-hmm. I've ever gotten, like in New York. Yeah. So um, I'm open to trying new things, but I just feel like, yeah. you know, it's like, while well, I still have this one and it's working, I'm just going to like continue. With it until yeah. I just continue. I mean, yeah. that's really good because, like, they call these people like product junkies, and I, I, I've gotten better, but I definitely fall into this camp of like, you just continue buying things before everything else is finished. And yeah. I've, Put like a hard stop on buying more conditioners yeah. and shampoos. I'm like, I will yeah. finish every shampoo and conditioner in my home before I ever I buy. I mean, it. the size of our like bathroom cabinets alone in New York, it right. kind of limits us to that. I but know. Yeah, I definitely have a drawer underneath my bed of where I just have like have all these products that I was like, okay, I want to eventually get to these, yes. but I have to like finish my stuff first. I'm just gonna work through this box, yes. and I'm gonna get new stuff. Oh my. So figuring out like your outfit is that a whole process, or you you're just like. I'm not really not a morning person, so yeah. my brain is probably at work at like 30% capacity in the morning <laughs> when I'm trying so to like get like all my stuff it, together. Yeah. So it's mostly like I check the weather, which is important in New mm-hmm. York, and then uh, like the first thing that kind of catches my eye, like around the appropriate weather appropriateness range, and then I kind of like put something together around that. But there, so. must, there, there, there must be pressure, right? You're working at like... There is, but there isn't. I mean, I don't know. I, here's the thing is I feel like everybody, like, everybody has a look. Like, that's yes. for sure. Yes. Like, I think that. And I think that's what everyone sort of appreciates. Like, there are some people that show up every single day and they're literally just at leisure all the time. Yeah. But that's, but like that's their, their look. look. So people respect it. Got yeah. It. And then you have some people that come in and they're like prints on prints or like, you know like amazing dresses but it's like that's their thing that's too, their but thing you have to have, a, you have like, to have a look I feel like everyone just kind of like owns their look but yeah it's like I've gone I mean 
Monday I wore Adidas track pants to work because, or Tuesday, because it was the Tuesday after a long weekend. Right. I was really sore from Tone House. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> we, not even. we need to talk about you being like fitness Barbie. I know you're super into yoga. Fitness Barbie? You love, <laughs> you are always working out. You love yoga. Brooke is full of lies, you guys. <laughs> you are always at yoga. You I like, do love yoga. You're like yeah. an Equinox influence. I was at Project Equinox for their opening. Okay. That was great. Yes, it was really fun. Class. Okay. So you did that. And then we've done Ratchet Zumba together. Yes, and you're great fun. at that. Yes. So you- you'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I mean, you work out a lot. Um, low-key, I guess I do work out yeah. really often. Well, I try to go a few times a week, but I'm not, like, I don't feel like I can go every single day like some yeah. people can. Yeah, But I really respect those people, and I hope I can get there. Oh, my God. Day. I mean, I had I had breakfast with Bo before the long weekend. He uh, works out twice a yes. day. Yes, and his body is insane. His body is insane. insane. Yeah. But he works out twice a day. Yeah. I'm like, and, it, and it's not just, like, ruts. He goes to, like, Barry's boots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, like, crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. But I bet, I think I can imagine that feeling amazing. Because even when totally. I work out, even if I work out like six days in a row, I'm like, can't tell me anything. I'm yeah. like, honestly. No, I work out for that feeling like right after you're done working yes. out, like as you're going into the shower and you're like, yes, I yeah. feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know, what's really sad is like when you get out of the habit, like the, the quotas don't let two weeks become two months, but it, yeah. it can happen. Yeah. yeah. And when I find that when I don't work out for an extended period of time, I'm like, why do I feel so crappy and moody? And it's like, oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah. think you see that too in like your skin, mm-hmm. just like the way that yeah, your body's moving and functioning for sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like also if I don't go to yoga for like a long time, sometimes like I just feel myself like cramping up or like I'm like tension, like weird places or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know if I can ever get into yoga. I think I'm just too <laughs> ADD. I just can't. Well, there's different kinds too. Okay. What kind of yoga do you do? Um, I go to Laughing Lotus. uh, I like the vinyasa class, but I like it too because they're constantly like telling you what to do next instead of the classes where they're like, okay, I'll just flow. Like they always have like something to do and it's changing like like, every 10 seconds because yeah, I need it to be fast paced and it's like a really challenging workout. So what is it like downward dog? Like, yeah, like, uh, well, that's one of the moves. (laughs) (laughs) You can see my my yoga knowledge is limited. I'm like, that's like the sun salutation. I like don't know anything. Yeah, I just like some breath work and stuff. Okay, and, like, you know you're doing like back bends and balances and yeah. You know, so it does get difficult. I think that it's very humbling going when I first went mm-hmm. because 
I always thought of myself as like a generally flexible person. Mm -hmm. I'm not athletic, but like I'm generally flexible Mm -hmm. and I'd be doing these things and you're just like this, they make it look so easy, but like my body just, I can't even think about how my body's going to do that. Can you do a split? Oh, no, I can't. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> so jealous of girls that can do full splits. Yeah. Because at no. the Z57, like, like there's That's a crazy. part of the stretch is like, they're like, okay, now get into your split. And I'm just like, pretty much standing up. here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do your thing. Yeah, I mean, that is the crazy thing, though, is that after, like, a few months or something, like, they'll be like, okay, now just, like, try to put your legs and your arms in balance. And you kind of are like, hmm, I think I might be able to do that. And you just do it, and you're like, holy crap, I'm I doing do it. it. Like, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, and that sense of so. accomplishment. <laughs> Some people, it's really actually interesting, this conversation around Instagram and how it's affecting people's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Some people have had to curtail their Instagram use because they find it's, like, negatively impacting their self-esteem to see, uh-huh. like, pictures of, like, beautiful right. Perfect. Like body FOMO almost. Right. Yeah. But, you know, working at Vogue and on social media, you're like, there's an influx right. of just insanely gorgeous, aspirational. Do you find that that affects you in any way, positively or negatively? Um, well, I would say, like, as we curate the Instagram feed, I think that we are trying to keep diversity in mind, like diversity mm. of body types, That's awesome. races, ages genders obviously Mm -hmm. but because that is something that you know like once I mean you want to be conscious of it because our audience is so international too and just like as an Asian American growing up in Indiana like you want to see somebody that you can relate to of course um like and sorry go on no no no. I just wanted to say like how important it is that you keep that in mind because you were once a young girl looking at style.com and looking yeah. at Vogue and looking for those representations. Now to be in charge of that, I mean, how many followers does Vogue have on Instagram? About 16 million. 16 million. So that means that the photos that you select and the stories that you're telling are impacting like millions of people. I mean, that's not a small yeah. thing. Well, we hope. <laughs> yeah, no, but they are, they are. But yeah, I mean, images are obviously very powerful and we work really closely with our visuals team. Um, and I think that it's also like, really resonating with people in some mm-hmm. ways. Like, we did a Beauty Secrets with Joan Severance, okay. um, who is, oh, I don't want to screw up her age, but she's maybe in her 60s, 50s. Okay. Yeah, I should double-check that. Older but than older. And, yeah. yeah, and so she's doing her, like, you know, beauty routine, and people loved it. They, yeah. That video, like, did really well. It's so refreshing. Um, yeah, I think it's refreshing to see somebody who, who's older, who's still, you know, like, people don't always want to see a 20-year-old model who has perfect skin because they're 20 so right right um so it's it's interesting to see like people really uh respond to those types of content and i think too like now with um like ashley graham and yes. we we're talking about different body shapes ashley body graham is yes yeah she's beautiful um i think that like that's also brought that conversation to the forefront like there are a lot of transgender models that are coming yes. and talking about beauty and gender and everything so it's definitely like at top of mind all the time mm-hmm. I would say for us That's great. in terms of like personally being surrounded by it and like how am I impacted I almost feel like you don't it's like there's kind of this like stereotypically pretty face that's just like very symmetrical mm-hmm. and like beautiful and whatever and I almost don't really am not as drawn to those anymore as I am just like somebody who has a really unique look right. I guess if that makes sense right. Like, you just really start to appreciate, like, the unique yes. flaws that everyone, not flaws, but, like, unique characteristics yes. that everyone has yes. that are a little, like, 
off that make yes. their face memorable. So yes. I feel like the models that so I personally admire always have like a little thing that just makes them interesting. Yes. Um, also just because you're seeing so many faces every single day. Yes. And so like the ones that you remember are the ones that like, oh, she's the one that would like the cute nose or like the one with like the fun yeah. hair like you yeah. just like remember them that way that's really so, interesting yeah. conventional beauty almost becomes like wallpaper you know it's just yeah I mean they're still beautiful like you look at them and you're just like man like I wish I could yeah. like you like but that's it's great in- it's but not interesting I yeah it's like yeah I don't know I think that um I don't know. Like, I also feel like living in New York, like, everybody here also has just, like, a very strong yes. look. And like I said, everyone at work has a very strong look. Yes. And so it's almost like I really admire people that have a look that they own that's, like, so them that nobody else can pull mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see someone. I was at Everyday People this last weekend, and there's oh. so many people there that Everyday have, people. Like, <laughs> let's set this up for the listeners. If you just want to see a collection of beautiful, diverse, mostly brown people with the most amazing outfits, the most amazing hair, like the, if you just want to feel like uncool, uncool yeah. to your core, like if you just want to just like humble yourself, if you think you've got some sort of style, just go to an everyday people party and just witness, right? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, everyone's stunning in like their own unique way. And there's yes. so many people that I'm just like, wow, like they just pull that off so well. Like you were born to wear that eyeliner. Like you were born to wear that <laughs> nose ring. Like yes, yes. that hair is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, I kind of just, like, admire that. Yeah. I wonder why more people don't play with... So, Halloween is a very popular holiday, and people are like, I'm going to dress up and, like, go crazy and be different for a day. And I think maybe that's some of the appeal of Halloween. But I wonder why more people don't take risks with their look. Do you think it's that they're scared Um, that they're going to, like, look not... I mean, I don't know. What do you think it is? Maybe. I don't know. I think that you just kind of have an idea of what you look like. And so sometimes it's shocking to see something that isn't but you mean you see a face looking back at you that isn't what you think you mm-hmm. look like like I mean like I said like I got bangs on accident yeah when I first okay. saw myself in the mirror I was like whoa yeah like, yeah I did not expect that um and then you kind of like got used to it and just kept it going but I think I I mean also it's like the life circumstances that you're in like I sometimes feel like if you're in the same environment all the time and you're around the same people all the time mm-hmm. like some sometimes it might be hard to yeah. like what are you going to do like all of a sudden one day just be like I'm going to, like, do this to my face, and this is just going to be me forever. Like, it's kind of hard to make that jump. Right, right. I expect people that are, like, you know, I'm just going to, like, try it out and see how it goes. Yeah. It's awesome, but I can see how some people are like, well, I would do this, but, like, it would be such a shock. Nobody would recognize me. Right. People are used to seeing me this way. Yeah. Yes. That's really interesting. So, I mean, one of my takeaways is everyone should just go to Poland to reinvent their look. (laughs) (laughs) You want to inject your look with some, like, you know, pizzazz, just like go to Krakow and roll the dice, go into the first barbershop you see and do some hand movements and see how it goes and make that your look. But I, I think... I mean, I do love whenever I get a haircut, I'm always just going and I'm like, just like do whatever you think is going to be best. Right, I know that I want to have bangs, yeah. but like I played around with the shape of my bangs. Mm-hmm. just like, you know, yeah, like, do whatever. One of the things that's come up for like black women that I've interviewed because black women change, I mean, all women change their hair. I change my hair a lot. But one of the things that you have to deal with is going back into the office and people being like, whoa, your hair is so different. And you're like, yeah, I changed my hair. Yeah. Get over it. Like, don't <laughs> even start asking me if it's my like, just Wait, so you don't like that? Because I feel like if I do something different, I like want somebody to just be like, oh, you changed it. It's I, almost like validation a little bit. So if I worked in, like, a fashion-y place, that would be right. nice. But I think a lot of it is just um, 
people that like aren't familiar with like black hair and how black even oh, even my even my own hair if it's like in its like afro state and then mm-hmm. if I like have it blown out or straightened or stretched mm-hmm. in any way they're like whoa so how did you get your hair and I guess it's innocent right, right? they're not right. they're not trying to insult they're me curious. they're just curious yeah yeah but it does sometimes feel like oh my yeah God, I gotta explain this to you yeah it's kind of like I don't know yeah I mean yeah, I, I can see how that can be tiring. Yeah. I almost feel like it's funny because, I mean, everybody at work, obviously we're all, like, aware of style. Yes. Um, and I think that everybody is also very kind of, like, complimentary almost. Like, yeah, like, it must be really nice. Like, oh, issues or whatever. But also everyone is completely on phase. Like, you can do whatever you want to. <laughs> right, right. And I, so I went to London and just, like, spontaneously dyed my hair blue and, and turquoise. Oh, my gosh. Oh, do you remember that? I don't know if yes uh, I think I was I was at Vogue then but yeah but I yeah, remember yeah, from pictures yeah yeah um and a few people were like oh like you know I do hair yeah. cool like yeah. it looks cool or whatever and then a lot of people were also just like nothing happened like it was like yeah. you're like guys I have like, blue hair not phased yeah. at all because like why wouldn't you dye your hair blue like, right right like, okay yeah yeah and even like even looking back to call I wish that I had even done more and I mean there's really no limit to when you can experiment with your yeah. look, but I think that it is really important to not ever feel like you can't take risks because yeah, for sure. it's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of times too, your look is representative of your lifestyle. Because mm. it's like the amount of time that we spend in like fixing our hair or like, like messing with the hair. Like, I don't know. It's, I feel like so much of just like your routine is based on your look too. Yes. So, changing your look actually does like very much change your daily routine in yes. which you might not think about or also sometimes like I'll be like oh like again like with the platinum hair I was like but you know like I don't know if I want to do conditioning treatments every two weeks and have to go to the mm-hmm. salon like it's like a lifestyle change if totally. I do that totally. and I wasn't ready to commit to that level right so, right yeah. like girls that have like the perfect blowouts like salon ready hair I'm, oh like, you, I'm like you don't work out do you I went to Nashville for a bachelor party <laughs> oh, yeah, and Nashville. it was just a sea of like Blonde, perfect blowout. I know. And then me. (laughs) What? (laughs) What is this? Let's talk about something else that really affects our beauty look as women. I'll speak for myself. You can weigh in if you choose to. Your period, like when it's like, just when you just feel like crap, like day one or two, like you're just like, let me just make it through the day. I'm not trying to look cute. I'm not trying to attract any additional attention. And, and this happens every month. Every single month this yeah. happens. Yeah. It's 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 remarkable how little it's talked about in women's magazines and yeah. beauty advice, right? But it's this, it's a week of every single month that you just don't feel particularly yeah. beautiful. Well, okay, so life hack. I actually am on Lolo Estrin and on oh it gosh. I don't get periods. Stop! <laughs> Stop it! No! It's always a really funny conversation to have with somebody. You don't get your period ever. <laughs> nope. Never. What? Yeah. For so how I, many years? I went, um, like, six years. I went to, like, four gynecologists because they freaked me the hell out when I first skipped my period for, like, four months. And I was, I, like, was dating guy at the time. I was, like, might be pregnant. <laughs> like, I'm going to take oh some God. tests. Oh he was freaking out slightly. Actually, very supportive. Yeah, um, I mean, you kind of have like, to. It's like, right. don't he, even... He responded very well okay, to my like, pregnancy scare. Good. Then I was like, okay, not pregnant. Then my parents were like, you might have cancer. Like, the whole oh thing. And, um... So you yeah, but, yeah, it's totally normal. Um, yeah, like six years. 
you haven't had your period in six years. Yeah. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never do that to you. quickly, right? <laughs> you, so you, you don't have cramps. You don't. Yeah. Well, I was wow. lucky in that I didn't really. So here's, here's my birth control story. I feel like everyone has like their final yeah. birth control story. Totally. I didn't really have a pain. I was blessed that I didn't have like a painful period. Like I didn't get cramps. I didn't okay. feel bloated. Jealous, whatever. jealous, kind jealous. Of, like, whatever. But yes, my issue yes. is that it wasn't regular. Okay. Um, and I think, and so it would just, and also because I didn't have any of these signs, like it would just kind of happen. It would just And so I would just like all of a sudden be like, oh shit, I got my period. Mm. Like, which isn't a great feeling to have either. So I went on um, low estrogen. Um, and is this a pill? Yeah, it's a birth control pill. Okay. Yeah. And um, just in order to like regulate, like regulate my period mm-hmm. and like it's better to be safe, guys. Yeah. <laughs> don't get pregnant if yeah. you don't want to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, it, but it kind of gave me those symptoms, like I was getting cramps and I would feel bloated mm-hmm. and my period was regular, but I, like, I just hated it. Yeah. Yeah, you feel terrible. I was, like, eating a kind of chocolate during yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. Like, you were always PMSing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I hate this. Um, and then Lolo Esther came out, which is apparently is an even lower dose of it, so I was like, I want to try it. Um, and I'm calling my gynecologist tomorrow. My <laughs> <laughs> soul. Yeah, I, she said it happens to some people, and that it's, like, totally normal, and I guess in the long run, I mean, it, some people like having periods, like, it's a little, well, I mean, no. to, like, know that, you know, that you're not, not, pregnant. not pregnant, but if you're taking your birth control, then you're not. Right, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just like not, I'm just, like, my mind is still just, like, I, yeah. spinning, thinking about just not it's even having pretty, to deal with it. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. Well, I, I, I did like the IUD, like yeah, physical thing, and yeah. it was the worst thing. I did the Mirena coil. Oh it was god. the worst experience of my life. I my literally. My friend did that, and she like had to call in sick that day. Like she was in so much pain for the next like three days. Oh, I was. Yeah. I had horrible pain for like three months. I got it taken out. I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Like and I surrender. Talks about that. Like that's a, yeah. It's crazy. I know. I'm like. I'm scared. It's crazy that it falls on women to have yes. to go through this. Well, so here's the thing. They were doing testing on male birth control, and they stopped all the studies because all of the men couldn't deal with the side effects. And they were like, oh, no. It's like, do you know what we go through? Yeah, seriously. It's really good to find men that are considerate and thoughtful and understand. Like, I, I could never be with a man that didn't understand. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. It also is weird when you're dating a guy and you're like, so I actually don't get periods. <laughs> and they're like, what? They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> All days can be days where we have sex. There's just never a time this isn't on the table. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about the beauty trends that you just absolutely hate and never want to see again. Like, what are oh, you just gosh. over? Because um, you, see, you see a lot. I mean, you're surrounded by trends. You see a lot. What are you just like over? can't take yeah anymore. like personally um I don't know if there are any that I really hate but I feel like there are some that are kind of just like on the out like they yeah. were super popular yeah. like a year or two ago and now they're kind of you see it and you're like eh, it's okay. a little like behind the time now <laughs> okay like what you know so like the um when so when you have like I forget what it's called there's like a term for it nail art for, like well, nail art kind of. There's still some nail art that I appreciate, but there was like that one, like a ring finger. They would like do like a different color or something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What yeah, was yeah. that called? Like Cal Gel makes nail art. I don't know. Just no, like, I can't, but it was like you would have like all the same on all your fingers. And then and, like, one, your finger. one finger was different. It was like a hologram, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I feel like that was really big a while ago. And yeah. now when I see it, it just feels outdated almost. Yes, yeah, it is. Um, I agree, though. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, You're so much nicer than me. There's somebody else I don't like. (laughs) Like what? Okay, give me one and maybe it'll help me think of them. Oh, God. Literally every single one of these podcasts, I, like, go off all of the things I hate. I feel like I probably just come across as, like, such a hater, so I just... No. Okay, one of the things that I really don't like is, oh, like... also contouring, sorry. Oh, overly contoured faces? Yes, that's come up I a lot. Like that was such a look. I feel like there was, like, a time where there was, like, an Instagram face. Like, everyone had, like, the same thing. Oh, it's still, it's still going strong. Yeah, there's, like, some people that still do that, which is, like, you know, if that's, like, your idea of beauty for yourself, sure, fine, mm. but... I don't know. I'm just, like, kind of over it. It's just, like, your face <laughs> is divided into planes. Like, it's just... Right. People are doing TV makeup for everyday life. Right. Yeah. To the, like, 90s hair, though, that's kind of coming back. Like, the tiny... Like, the, I have these, like, the little buns. Those are adorable. But, like, also, I'm seeing some things that I don't want to see. Like, I'm seeing, like, white girls, like, pushing their baby hairs forward with gel. And I'm like... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This isn't... I don't I know. have a distinct, like, backstage photo that, like, came into my mind when you said that. Like, I, I remember this being, like, a beauty look for somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think people are seeing that. I'm like, oh, I should do that. Um, yeah, I think for makeup, I think nude makeup has become very popular. But there's okay, a way yeah. to do it where you look like a corpse. And I'm seeing a lot of corpse faces. Like, <laughs> people that are wearing lipstick yes. the exact same shade as their skin. Okay, yeah. And I hate I it, and they look dead and, like, not alive, and I'm just, like... So, it's funny, because when I was, like, I mean, I never, like, never, like, was trained to makeup or anything like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so, basically, the way that I learned how to apply makeup is I would go to, like, the Mac store in the mall, yeah. and I was, like, can you just, like, teach me how to do yeah, makeup yeah, 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 whatever, yeah. and actually, one of the things that the lady said to me that I still remember to this day is makeup is all about how the light hits your face. Yes, like, that's absolutely. Keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's totally, like, how are you, like playing with the shadows on your face exactly everything's the same color like yes how are you accenting like yes that yeah for sure and I think matte this idea of like a matte look has become so popular and monochromatic has Mm -hmm. become so popular that I'm seeing a lot of people that just have completely dull faces and they look like ashen and sick on the flip side I will say this is my kind of love is this like powerful lip yeah, oh my out, gosh, like yeah. The, well, you know that I love my blue. Yes, and it looks so cute sometimes. on you. Yeah, no, no, I love that. I love but that. But it's definitely kind of like a man repeller trend, I feel like. Is it? Like, no, no, no. In terms of like, I don't know if, men, I don't know if somebody's going to kiss me if I'm wearing blue lipstick. They will, because they'll get that you're cool. You know what I mean? It's like it's like <laughs> yeah, a way of signifying. This theory. It's like a way of signifying what looks <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and like the Pat McGrath, like literally lips. Love those too. Pam McGrath yeah. is a genius. Yeah. She's like my ultimate. The day that I interview her for my podcast is the day I finish. Yes, I'll be like, guys, <laughs> this is my last episode. I'm sitting here with Pat McGrath. Uh, there's no other conversation to be had. But yeah, I love I love the glittery lip. Tell me, tell me about the beauty products that you love or like beauty trends that you're loving right now. I recently got more into just like wellness and self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but it is. Um, it's, not, it's popular now. Right. And I also feel like, you know, I mean, it's been a hard year for women. So I feel like a lot of girls are yes. like, honey, treat yourself. Yeah. Like, we all need a break. Um, but yeah, I like started, well, I've been doing yoga for a little bit and mm-hmm. I started to try meditation a little bit too, oh, cool. which has been kind of interesting. And I feel like it's also just been, um, it's nice to, like, set aside, like, 30 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. to just, like, think almost. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just have, like, silence. Yes. I have eyelash extensions, Ooh. and they are very addictive, I will say. 
Because you get used um, to the way your face looks with yes, them. Yes, exactly. So that's why I was kind of like, again, I don't know if I want to go every yes. month yeah. to a place I don't want to get this thing yeah. done. Yeah. But I will say that I got them done. Um, I went to Christian Zamora in New York. Nice. And like... I he like showed me the the like the mirror after and I was just like holy You're shit like, yeah, like it's, it's a whole new face it's the like, best, yeah I yeah so yeah that's something that I was curious to try and then I tried it out and I was like this is amazing and yeah. I need to like back away a little bit because it's gonna get really addictive yeah like I could see myself just going in every month to get yeah. that yeah but I am poor like I said <laughs> so okay I have three questions for you yeah my first question is when you go to a treatment like that do you just like drop your vogue business card like listen guys I'm not gonna actually pay for this <laughs> it's like I feel like that's like why I don't work at vogue I mean, it's an like, ultimate dick move though <laughs> yeah, but I like, it. then you just hear something be like this girl from vogue walked in and yeah, like, true, thought true, that true, she true. could get so you yeah, downplay it but there's like subtle moves that I feel like people okay. will do. That you can can, like email from like a work account to like try to get an appointment or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You tell people that we actually do that. <laughs> no, no, it makes sense. That's respectful. That's that's fair. Okay. Second question: How was it? So I love my eyelash extensions. I've done it a few times. The yeah. first week, ten days, that amazing. Love yeah. It. But then they start falling out. Yeah. And then it's like sparse, and then you go back and get it filled in, and then you reach this period where you're like, I have to get these all out. Yes. Or get them all, because you look crazy. Yeah. Like, there's a period that people don't talk about. We have like look two crazy. long eyelashes. Yeah, it yeah. looks crazy. Well, thankfully I have this heavy eyeliner. So oh, people don't really see. know this. I see, like the backdrop. The eyeliner is actually just to cover up the fact that I don't have eyelashes. Oh, I see. Like, I don't No, but you eyelashes. do. <laughs> I, I, I see. But I don't eyelashes. wear mascara. Okay. Um, I just wear eyeliner, and I yeah, uh, I do think that like yeah, it, there is that weird. It's like when you have that awkward length in your bangs or something. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. There's like that weird like my eyelashes haven't completely fallen out yet, but right. they're like not right. great. Right. And then yeah. the, the reason I had to ultimately stop is because I realized that my actual own eyelashes were coming out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh gosh. So some of the fake ones fell out, and I saw my real lash attached to it. And I was but like, that's just natural shedding, isn't it? No. It didn't feel natural to me. Oh, I don't know. I, I started kind of just freaking out. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit skeptical about, like, the health of anything where you're gluing something on yeah. top of it all it's, the time. Yeah. It's the same thing as nail polish. Um, that CC cream is actually, I need to remember the name of it. It's like our, I think it's like our boratorium or something like that. Okay. Um, what is going on in Korea that they're just killing it with beauty? I, yeah, I mean, skincare especially. Skincare. Oh, well. Actually, so I have a friend that just launched a new beauty app, so I'll plug it here. Because yes. it was super helpful, and she did help me discover a night cream that I really liked. What's the app? Um, but it's called Hello Ava, and it's basically a Hello Ava. Yeah. A-V-A? A-V-A, yeah. Okay. It's basically a personalized um, dermatologist that you text. And what? then you can order. So you'll say, like, hey, like, I have, like, like a red spot on my face it doesn't look like a pimple not sure what it is and they'll be like send us a picture show it to them and they'll be like okay it looks like this like here's like the prescribed treatment Whoa. and then you order directly in the app and it's actually like I think you say like 20% cheaper than like if you went to like Sephora or something like that because wow. they work directly with the wholesalers that's amazing and then they ship it directly to you what a brilliant so great so I was basically like hey like I'm running low on a night cream and I want to try something new like I want something natural mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like natural products I want something that has like like very moisturizing mm-hmm. whatever and so they showed me like a few options at different prices and I was like okay cool like, I want that one and then just like shipped wow. to me and I had hello Ava okay. yeah. so I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests okay when do you feel the most beautiful huh um I would say uh it's like 
Um, you know, like right before you go out and you like just put on your clothes, mm-hmm. like, like all your favorite outfits, yeah. and, like did your hair mm-hmm. and you, which for me is like showering, <laughs> you like, you know, put on your makeup, like spritz your perfume and you're like, okay, I'm ready. Yes. I'm ready to just like take on the night and see yeah. where the, like life takes me. Yes. That's like what I feel the most beautiful. Aww. You're just like open to potential. Yes. Yes. And it's such a like magical moment. And you feel moment. like you're like your true self. Like I'm not limited and what I'm wearing for anything or anyone. Like, I'm just here. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that answer. (laughs) And that, like, makes me want to, like, get dressed up and go out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Where's where's my champagne glasses? Yes. Cheers. Thank you for the champagne. Thank you for having me. Of course. You have to come back. Yes. (laughs) Sounds good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 